Hello. Hello. Good evening, good morning, and good night. No, I'm sorry. Welcome to the Listen to Lamb Chop podcast, another episode. That whole intro was very jumbled. I was um, I was ill-prepared for for that and for this. Um, Cody, what did you want to do on the mic when we first got on here? I want to open up my can. Okay, hey, let's do it together. All right. One, two. Wait, I'm not wait. <gasps> oh, one, right, yep. two, three. Oh, that was pretty synchronized. We got some Red Bulls, and I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> no, we, we got Red Bulls. We can say that. We're not sponsored by them at all. Um, that would be a really cool thing, I guess, in the future. But we just like to drink them to get amped up. And I honestly, how often do you drink Red Bull? Uh, I never drink Red Bull anymore. It depends. On I'm usually a coffee how, guy. How slow my day is going. We didn't get coffee today. We didn't make coffee at home. We didn't go pick any up. Um, but we, I, I don't know about Cody, but I've had a extremely busy weekend. And also, I turned 30. You did? Yesterday. Yep. Turned 30 yesterday. I am no longer in my 20s. I feel like all of my adolescence is gone. And how'd you feel this morning? Dude, getting out of the bed was just harder. It just, just, I felt like, like I am a heavy dude, but I felt heavier. My back hurt. I felt like I was Overnight. moving slower, just sluggish. Yeah, I was just like, oh. Well, like, also, had friends over last night to help celebrate and everything, and Cody, Cody, like, went to sleep at, like, 10, I wasn't like, 1030. I was, I was ready to go to bed. And uh, I stayed up with one of my buddies I hadn't seen in a long time. We hadn't been able to spend any quality time together. And it was good. It was a good time. But we stayed up till like, 1.30 in the morning. And for me, like, used to, I'd stay up 3 or 4 a.m. fine. Like, before, like, in my teens and my early 20s. And wake up at 8. I never, uh, yeah, yeah. Wake I up at 7, know. 8 for work. Like, no problem. And then about 25 is when I, I hit that spot where I could no longer stay up that late and wake up that early anymore. And now... I fear that now that I'm 30, it's going to be like 8 or 9 p.m. in bed. You'll start having Darby's bedtimes. Yeah, Darby goes to bed really early, and she, you know, she's an old lady, so, ooh. <laughs> Just kidding. She's only a few months older than me, but I always give her a hard time in that period where she is older than me for about six, seven months, and then... uh yeah, I let, I let her think that she's just really old and I'm the young one. And then when we're all leveled out, it's not fun anymore. So that probably added to the waking up this morning and just not being able to hold that over her head anymore. So, Well, I created an official jingle for Listen to Lamb Chop podcast. And, well, I'm just going to try it out right now. This may or may not be the vibe. Okay. All right. Let's go. Let my creative juices flow. Up to my brain, down to my toes. Creative abundance overflows. Come on, get ready. It's time. Let's go. Sounds like a cheer. Yeah. It was not the vibe. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry that y'all's ears had to hear that. It was kind of, you know, now it's kind of embarrassing. I'm going to throw that back there. We're not going to do that. Um, However, I did think of it earlier this week, and I was like, this would be a great jingle. I'm just joking. Uh, I did think of it, and I was like, oh, I'm going to put it on the podcast, but it was always intended to be a joke. And I'm not just trying to save my feelings here from the comments and everybody being like, dude, that was awful. It was awful. I know it was. But I do have intentions on possibly recording with this Zoom recorder a little acoustic jingle to kind of bring us into the episode each time with my guitar. I think that would be fun. You think that would be cool? Uh, yeah, I think it would be pretty cool. That would be a cool idea. Something original, you know. I don't yeah. have to worry about copyright. 
even though I'm, I'm using epidemic sound, which guys, if you want to go down, I have a link in the description. You can get a 30 day free trial for epidemic sound and you can get a bunch of free. Well, it's not free after 30 days is free. And then after that you need to pay, it's like 1599 a month, but you're covered on all copyrighted issues. So if you want to go check that out, link is down in the description in the show notes. So you definitely go check that out. Um, but yeah, copyright free, just do it yourself, I guess. Um, then you're, you're, I don't know how it works, but I think you're copyrighted on it. I don't know. Um, so yeah, dude, I don't know what's been going on with you this week. How was your week before you came to help celebrate for the birthday and stuff? Uh, I mean, it was good, busy, long hours. Uh, my weekend was nice and lazy. I didn't do a whole lot. Uh, woke up Saturday and pretty much uh, was just lazy until you came over. You and Darby came over. Uh, y'all were at a uh, wedding. Yeah, we had a wedding. I had to go to a wedding on my 30th birthday, which is okay. It wasn't my ideal plans for a birthday, but I'm not like a big like gotta have it my way, planning a big party, a shindig type guy anyway, but I just kind of go with the flow. Um, so we went to this wedding and then we stayed for the ceremony, but we didn't stay for the reception. And then we went and killed some time at Cody's parents' house, hung out for about half an hour or so, talked about some stuff and then met my friend Devin. We all drove back to noon in Georgia, met my friend Devin at Buffalo Wild Wings. And had a, a really good meal, even though, dude, I, I'm not even going to talk crap about the service because I know how it is on busy nights. And I we we did I not mean, it know. Was, it was, it was, we had no idea it was, it was UFC fight yeah. night. So that was our fault for trying to go there. But, like, there was a line there the entire time. We got seated immediately. But we waited for our drinks for about 40, 45 minutes. Yeah, drinks. That's water and everything else. Like, we like, waited for like a while. Before somebody came to us, to, it was to about give us forty-five yeah. minutes. It was it was pretty crazy. Uh, you know, there were times where I was like, you know what, we should probably just go, get up and go somewhere else. But at that point, it was like, where are we going to go now? That's we're going to have a better wait crowded, time. Like yeah. we're already here. We got our names and we got a table. Let's just enjoy the night, savor the flavor of nothing that we had on our table, but <laughs> savor the flavor of just good friendship and talk. And uh, you know, sometimes you just got to look. Uh, at life in the uh, the cup half full, even though we, we had no cups with anything in them yet. <laughs> it was good, though. It was a fun time. So I came back to the house last night, hung out, like I said, talked and everything, and then went to sleep, got a few hours of sleep, woke up, did church and everything. And then we went out today for lunch with the family for my birthday lunch. Came back, opened some cards and some gifts, and then... Uh, we were going. We intended on immediately recording a podcast, but I was just so beat. I took about an hour and a half nap, probably. I, I it, it was supposed to be like 15, 20 minutes, and then I turned that alarm off, and then I woke up again and realized I needed to set another one. So <laughs> it was wild, dude. It was wild. Um, Cody, we're positive on this podcast and everything. I know we just complained a little bit, so I'm going to go ahead and just stick with that theme for a minute. I want to talk about, yeah, I want to, I know you're very good at complaining. I can be. You can be, I know. I can be. So I just want to talk about a few of my pet peeves, or maybe just one real quick. With me? Yeah, I just want, well, no, not with you, like, you're not involved, really. I just, like, I'm going to, no, no, not you, not you at all. 
Uh, I mean, you don't yeah. like you eat cold protein. It really makes me upset. Uh, <laughs> but no, this is just in general. Um, and I want you to piggyback off of these and add something if you want. But uh, basically, I cannot stand it when I ask someone how they're doing and they either ignore me, keep walking, look at me and keep walking, or just stand there like they didn't just hear me. And like very rarely there's someone with like headphones or earbuds that's like genuinely like did not hear me. Mm-hmm. And then there's always that possibility that maybe they're deaf and I'm like the bad guy for like being upset about it. But how many deaf people have you come across? Not that many. I mean, some, and like you usually know because they're, they're very good at making eye contact and signing or yeah. like doing like international, like thumbs up or something. They still or respond. Something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but most of the time, yes, yeah, what I'm saying, like most of the time when it happens, I think people are just rude and like, it really bugs me. Like okay. I'm like, especially when I'm at work and I'm like, Hey, how are you doing today? Before I ask them what they want and they walk up and they're like, they don't acknowledge what I asked them. Now and then they go, shrimp. give me three of those. Give me four of those. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So you're but doing then, good, dude. And like, maybe I'm petty. I don't know. But I look at them right in the eyes after they do that. And I said, okay, well, how are you doing today? Because I want them to do you answer. really? Yeah, I do. Every single time. Every single time. Oh. Because it really upsets me. Like, I, it's rude, dude. Like, I, I didn't ask you what you wanted. I didn't ask you if you needed anything. I asked you, how are you doing? And mm-hmm. you're not even going to, like. Sounds like me a little bit. You're not even going to, like, respond to that at all or mm-hmm. acknowledge the fact that I asked you that question. You're just going to just demand that I give you something. For, and that's the one thing, too. A lot of times they're like, give me that. Give me that. They don't ask. They don't reply. They're like, people just aren't. And you know what? This starts at home. So anybody that has kids at home and they're raising kids, raise them right. Raise them to acknowledge people and speak right. And, you know, the school system, you know, sometimes they struggle. Sometimes they they get it right. But it really needs to start at home. You need to raise your kids right. Well, I mean, 90% of the world's problems start at home. True. And that's I think that's one of them. People are just rude these days, man. Like, yes, I'm an employee. Yes, I'm getting paid to be there. But at the same time, it's like, you should still treat me like a human being. Like last night, we were having, we were cracking jokes and having fun with our waiter in Buffalo Wild Wings, and he was loving it. And he sat there and had a little bit of small talk with us, and he answered some questions, and we were nice back to him and everything. So, I mean, that's how it should be with every encounter. And, like, there are tons of people out there that are awesome when I say, hey, how you doing? And they're like, great, how are you? And then we get to business. But... That's one of my biggest pet peeves right there is if I ask you, hey, how you doing? And then you just say, you just change the subject and demand that I do something for you or get something for you. Like, it's not okay, guys. You got to change that. Hopefully none of y'all are doing it out there. But, you know, so, I'm sure y'all have experienced this on some sort of level. So, yeah, what do you got? Okay, well, so so going off of that uh, pet peeve for you, uh, so I'm a delivery driver, those who don't know. Uh, so... I'm in, you know, neighborhoods all day, every day, and I, I, I've gotten accustomed to when I'm delivering in a neighborhood and I see somebody, you know, adults, kids, whoever, in the street walking down the sidewalk, I'll wave, I'll smile and wave. Oh, yeah. I cannot stand it when they don't wave back and they just stare. I know. Like I'm the devil, it's like, like just sitting there driving through their neighborhood. It's like that that scene from that that movie, Mr. Deeds, with Adam Sandler, and he's like, "What'd you do, crazy eyes? Why'd you Why'd you get arrested for?" And he's like, "Well, I bit the mailman." He's like, "Why?" He was like, "He was casting a spell on me." He was all like, "Hey," <laughs> he's like waving his hand. That's how people act sometimes. They're like, "What is he doing? Is he cursing me?" 
I guess. Or is he greeting I me? I don't know, but uh, that, uh, yeah, that gets on my nerves. I mean, I'm I'm sitting there trying to be nice. I'm smiling and I'm waving, and they just like <laughs> drop what they're doing, like puff their chest up like they're challenging me or something, and just sit there and stare at me and just yeah, slowly turn weird, their dude. head as I go by. So when I get to my next stop, I just mark that, uh, just mark down their address and do not deliver. I'm just playing. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't deliver here because uh, you done but messed up. Treat your delivery men with, with some respect, with dignity and respect, because they're out there during the rain and the snow and the heat and the lightning and the lightning and, and the, the gunshots, sometimes tornadoes. <laughs> yeah, and just all kinds of stuff. So you got to respect them for what they do. Like, I, I would say delivery drivers are right there underneath, like, doctors, EMTs, cops, firefighters, all that. Like We are now. It's like a I segment, mean, like, below, I would say, but yeah. still, like, you need to, like, respect them because they're out there giving you what you need. Well, you know what? We really are, and I wouldn't have thought that before, but especially with the uh, pandemic and all that, uh, like, people got used to ordering stuff online. And, oh, yeah. And not going to the store, and so... We are, you know, FedEx, UPS, Amazon, post office. Like we're the ones who's given ninety percent of the world. Oh yeah, you make the world go around. Their stuff now, and I, I mean, I never thought about that before until, you know, here here uh, recently. But, um, but uh, yeah, like when they first had like a uh, lockdown or like or the shutdown a little bit, and only uh, was on. Only uh, essential workers could go to work. I was hoping for for a day off or a week off, but no. I know. I I mean, at the same time, like we've already mentioned this before on the podcast, like we were super blessed to be able to keep our positions at both the places. Like at a grocery store, you wouldn't think that grocery store employees are essential workers, but but if you think about where you're gonna go, where you're gonna go, like if 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 the grocery store shuts down, if all of them shut down, yeah, what are you gonna do? You got a garden? I hope you do, because if you don't, you're gonna be in a bad way. So, but uh, grocery stores are are more essential than uh, restaurants. Oh, for sure. I mean, because I restaurants are like yeah, a luxury. I mean, I, yeah, grocery stores is like a necessity. I knew many people, uh, in you know, in the area that I delivered, who, you know, yeah, I got laid off, uh, or or they're cutting back right now. Oh yeah, in know. the restaurant industry, a yeah. lot because there weren't customers going. Yeah, out there weren't anymore. nobody. So that you know, it would be a a, a skeleton crew out, you know, and they're working. I think that's happening yeah. still across the board sometimes. A lot of people that got laid off and stuff, like got kicked out of the restaurant industry, have not come back. And now the restaurant industry is kind of hurting now that the crowds are coming back a little bit. Yeah. Um, and and the world's just yeah. growing. I mean, there's just the population's oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. booming. So, um, uh, so, yeah, dude. Uh, so is that your biggest pet peeve? Um, it's one of them. No, it's not, it's not my only one. I think I mentioned this in another episode too, one time about how I don't like when people go into a grocery store or a building at all. Hats don't bother me, but sunglasses, that just trips me out. Oh, indoors? Yeah. It's just weird. It's like, what, what, what are you hiding your eyes from? Are you high or you, did you actually have surgery? Do you, are these like lights making you sensitive? Like what just irritates me? It's like, I want to know, like, like, and I don't, I don't really have a right to know, I guess, but I want to know, like, are you wearing those are for a blind? medical reason, or are you wearing them because you think you look cool, or uh, did you just forget to take them off and you wear them all the time? Maybe that's it. I mean, I don't know. It just kind of bugs me, but not not as bad as people ignoring I mean, it don't me. Don't bother me. I just laugh at them. 
But yeah, they're kind of goofy. I mean, um, now I understand if like but that's your like biggest a, pet peeve. What that is? No, that's oh. a, that's a small one. Oh. That's a small one. My biggest is probably. I mean, I don't know. I have a lot. I don't have. Actually, I don't have a lot. But if I if I like made a list, we could probably do a complaining episode. But that would just be not positive. But my biggest pet peeve is you tell me to do something while I'm doing it. <laughs> like if I yeah, I think that I'm, annoys everybody a little bit. But I mean, if we're about to go eat supper and I'm going and I'm you know I know where everybody drinks. I'm going to the refrigerator and getting people sweet tea and Diet Cokes and stuff like that. Hold on, hold on. And then, Cody, can you get everybody some drinks? No! Nah! Oh, my gosh. We apologize for that right there because I'm sure that just, like, please, I hope I hope that nobody jerked the wheel just then when they're driving down the road. Yeah, you probably shouldn't listen to this while you're driving down the road. No, you should definitely listen to this while you're driving down the road. <laughs> if you ever heard of Listen to Lamb Chop Podcast, go check it out. Um, so, yeah, talking about just rude people, it's just a bad dream, dude, a lot of times. It just feels like a bad dream, like living in a bad dream. And uh, speaking of that, I kind of wanted to talk not only about bad dreams, but kind of craziest vivid dreams that you remember. You have any of those? Uh, yeah, I got a few. I got a few. All right. You want to start us off? You want me to start? Uh, I can start. Are we going to do a couple of different dreams? Yeah, just real quick. Just like okay. a quick synopsis okay, of like so, a crazy, wild, or even bad dream Okay, you, well, you remember. All right, so like vivid. I, you know? I want to go with... Uh, now, this one, I'm not going to go into like detail. It's just more talking about how the dream was. Uh, it was weird. And this is how I, I used to dream for a long, long time until a couple of years ago. But when I would dream... Uh, like say, say me and you and Darby were in the dream together. Yeah. It was, it was you and Darby and I knew without a doubt it was you and Darby, but it wouldn't be y'all's faces. Ooh. It would be like Darby would have a different face. So you would have I, a different face. It's uh, our identity, face. but we don't look the same. Yeah. But it is, I mean, it's you, yeah. but you just don't look like Gavin and Darby. Well, I heard that faces and hands are very blurry in dreams. Like, you can't make out hands or fingers in dreams. Oh, I didn't know that. And apparently faces are pretty foggy, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, that uh, that's how I dreamed for a long time until, I don't know, two years ago, maybe? Started having so, more vivid dreams or no? Well, more. Well, I mean, they're, I mean I've had vivid dreams. It's just, it was just weird. Like, if I had a dream of you... I mean, it was vivid, but right, it wasn't your face. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but That's like now, wild. but but now, if I were to dream of you, uh, dream of you, yeah, um, it would be your face now. Thank you, Cody. My my mind has matured. I'm glad that you've seen my face enough to see it clearly in your dreams. Yeah. Um. So I have one that's really crazy. Actually, uh, I was hanging out with a buddy one night. It was in college. We were staying up late. We ordered chicken wings, a bunch of hot wings, like extra hot. We were watching movies, and then I walked back to my apartment. And sometime in the night, I think my girlfriend at the time, which is Darby. She was my girlfriend at the time. She told me to take some melatonin to help me sleep better. So I had taken melatonin when I got home, but I had, it was my stomach was full of these hot wings and fries from this place late at night. Um so probably already bound to have crazy dreams, but melatonin really, really amplifies my dreams like crazy. 
very vivid, very wild. Um, some I haven't really used any melatonin knowingly since this dream. Um, basically, I have a dream. I was working at Zaxby's in college, so I was at work, and uh, this guy, I'll just call him Chris, he uh, he popped up out of nowhere, and he's like, hey, Gavin. And I was like, hey, Chris, how are you, man? He's like, listen, I know you're not on break yet, but I made you the best kicking chicken sandwich you've ever had in your life. Super saucy with the hot sauce, the ranch, buttery on the outside. You're going to love it. And I'm in, I'm in my dream now, obviously. So I'm like, dude, Chris, thank you so much, bro. That is awesome. I would love a kicking chicken sandwich. I know I don't go on break for another hour, but I'll just go ahead and eat lunch now real quick. And then I'll keep working. Thank you so much, bro. You, you're the best. So I go to take a bite into it, the, like the biggest bite, because I was in a hurry. So I take like the corner bite of this square sandwich, just all the way to the middle, bite in, and I just feel this crunch, 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 and I still chew, I still chew, and my mouth is being shattered and, and just cut Ooh. up from the inside. There was a crushed light bulb smashed on the top of the sandwich, like inside, on top of all the chicken and everything, and I'm just crunching onto glass, bleeding in my mouth, but I'm still chewing, 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 and then I swallow, and I feel all the glass go down my throat. And it was so uncomfortable. I woke up, and I'm on my side, and I'm coughing, and I'm spitting up acid reflux from the chicken wings that I ate. It's burning my throat, and it's coming up. And in my dream, that's what I dreamed was going on. But physically, something else was happening to me. Have you ever had one of those dreams where you so, cross into the physical? All right, so I had a dream. Uh, that's crazy. And, and I can't remember the beginning of the dream or how it led up to this, but I had a dream that uh, I think it was a, f- <laughs> actually, I think it was Darby. I don't, I don't think I ever uh, told y'all this. Hey, hey, but you dreaming about my wife? Well, just just wait. <laughs> just so, kidding. So apparently. Just wait. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> so Darby was choking me, like oh, killing me. That sounds about right. <laughs> and uh, like, Love I mean, you, like on top of me with her hands around my neck, just squeezing. And I could not breathe. And I guess I died. Oh my gosh! Because I mean, I've always heard that when you die in a dream, you wake up. So and you woke so up. I woke up air. and I was face down in my pillow when I could not. <gasps> Dude, bro, I, I have not breathe. I had that. I wrote that one down too. Really? Yes, I have one like that, guys. Y'all need to comment if y'all have a suffocation or like death dream where you woke up and you were like face down in your pillow. I dreamed one time in middle school. I think I was in sixth or seventh grade. I was having a dream. Um. That I had been kidnapped and duct taped around. I couldn't move. I was thrown in the back of this van and I was face down on this comforter and I couldn't get out of it and I couldn't breathe and the van was getting muggy and I was breathing real shallow and I was trying to figure out a way to get out of this van and finally I woke up and my face was face down in a pillow and I was barely breathing in and out of the pillow. That's crazy, dude. Apparently that must be a thing, dude. I, I, I guess But dude, so. that's another thing how your dreams might be able to save you. Because you woke up out of fear that you were being killed in your dream and prevented you dying in real life. Right. <laughs> That's wild, dude. Dude, dreams are crazy for real. Um, Let's see. The other night I actually had one um, where these are a couple short ones, but I had one where a NASA rocket was taken off four or five houses down. Mm-hmm. Four or five houses down. And it went up and something blew up. 
when it was like halfway up in the atmosphere and it crashed down into some of the houses over there. Dang. And we all had to just suit up real quick and run. And it was like an apocalyptic <laughs> yeah, scene. Yeah, to, to suit up. Well, what I mean by that is I was like, blue jeans, tennis shoes. Okay. I, 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 like I, jacket. And I, I started running trying to help and like find thinking, survivors. Like a suit or something. I don't know, man. Maybe I was part of NASA. I don't know. That was a crazy dream that just happened for me. Uh, I had a work dream one time where one of our trainers had come in and I had been there for about two years at this at this job. And uh, in my dream, he walks up and he's like, hey, everything looks great today. I just want to take you aside. Um, it's time that you it's time that you see this. It's time you've earned it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what is what is this? Like, what, what are they going to give me? Like a gift card or some kind of award it takes me into the back room where everything is stocked, all the groceries and everything. And up against a brick wall, he touches four or five bricks in this weird pattern, and a doorway opens up. And we walk downstairs into this place, and it's this giant lounge, game room, big screen TVs, this crazy, like, um, a bunch of fridge, a big uh, island with a stove. You can cook all the food you want to, couches, uh, recliners, video games, all the video games you, you could ask for. And all the sporting events going on around the world, just playing in this place. And he's like, yeah, man, you've earned it. And uh, once a week, you can come in and get paid and just go down here and chill in the lounge. And I was like, dude, this is awesome. This is awesome. This is what I'm talking about. That's what work should be. And then you woke once up. Once a week. Yep, and then I woke up. I hate the And then I had to go to. get something nice in your dream. I know. It always happens right at the cusp. Yeah. Right at the cusp of you're about to attain what everything built up, up for and, and then you then wake you're up. so disappointed i wonder what that means psychologically um i had a dream about two or three weeks ago uh where uh i was in a in, i was I, I was in a war a, a war zone and uh uh i was with a buddy from work and like we are in a uh, firefight and the next thing i know there's like uh <laughs> Uh, this file, like a like a like a beaker, like a glass beaker with a cork or a lid on it, gets thrown over our little barricade and lands in between me and this buddy. And there's a crack in it. It it it, it doesn't shatter. It's just a crack. And what? and instantly in my head in this dream, I knew that it was chemical warfare. And so my oh. buddy hands me the the uh, the vial and says, "Get rid of it." So I grab it and I take off, and as I'm taking off, my face is peeling off, and oh my gosh, and it was scary. And then I woke up, because I, I guess I died in that one too. Yeah, dude, that's super scary. Um, I have one where, so a couple years ago, when I had my 2016 Nissan Frontier, and you remember this, um, I got in one day and there was some stuffing chewed up, and part <laughs> of one of my lids to my tumblers was chewed on, and I was like what's going on here? What is this? And I quickly learned after the next day when there was a bunch of pellets in my car that I had a mouse or a rat living in my truck and I could not get it out. It would not leave. And it was in there for about two weeks you before I finally got it. it might have been a squirrel or a chipmunk at one point. Yeah. So what actually had happened, we were about to move from our apartment to our first house and I bought a bunch of cleaning utensils and chemicals and it was hot, hot, hot outside. So I didn't feel comfortable leaving all the windows up in my truck with the heat, how it was with all these chemicals out in my truck. And I had like two or three more hours of work 
I bought all the stuff on break, took it to my truck. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to crack it so it doesn't get too hot in here and all these chemicals bust in my truck. That'd be terrible. Well, I'm pretty sure that when I crack the windows like that, that's when this rodent got into my truck. Because um, it was parked next to a tree. Yeah, it was parked next to one of those little parking lot islands. And like, if you don't know, there's like chipmunks and squirrels, squirrels and mice, and... rats and stuff that live in those, obviously, uh, in nature. Well, so I wouldn't have thought that with, with uh, yeah, mice Yeah, I know. I think that. it's just maybe because it's like there's fast fruit, like fast food. That's the that's the second time I've done that. There's <laughs> there's fast food fast joints. Fruit. Yeah, fast fruit. There's fast fruit joints around. <laughs> there's fast food joints around. And it's a grocery store, so people drop things all the time, yeah. and I think it's just easy for them to scavenge. Yeah. Um, but anyway, th- he was in there, and uh, I think it was the day or two before I actually got him, which I ended up getting him with a piece of Little Caesars pizza cheese with the marinara sauce left on, on a mousetrap, overnight. Came out to the car the next morning, and he was right there on top of the dash, just snapped. So, sorry if that's too graphic for y'all, but yeah, I got him. I got him. Um, but before then... About a night or two before I had a, a nightmare, I guess you would call it. It was actually Justin Bieber's song with, I think, the other artist might have been Bad Bunny. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. Um, but it was Despacito. And it was that, that song. Was a Justin Bieber song? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Wasn't he on it? I think he was featured on it. I'm not sure. But it was Despacito, and this mouse had a gun belt on with two revolvers wearing a sombrero dancing around singing the song to me in my nightmare like he was teasing me (laughs) because for two weeks on my way to work i would talk to this mouse every day and be like boy i'm gonna get you you have no idea what's coming you have no idea what's coming and it was messing with me man messing with my head so much to the point that i had this dream of him sombrero decked out two revolvers singing this song to me Despacito, you are never, ever, ever going to catch me. I'm going to live in here forever. Like, <laughs> I was just like, dude, this is crazy. Like, this has got to end. But, yeah, that was a crazy dream that kind of really rattled me um, right before I got him. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was wild. And I, I would, yeah, I definitely consider that a nightmare. But So, another question. Have you ever fallen asleep with your gaming headset on? No, you started dreaming you were in the game or no. people in your dreams sounded like game characters? Never happened to you? It's happened to me like once mm-hmm. or twice. Most of the time I, I like call it quits, put up my headset and go to sleep. But like once or twice in my adolescence, I fell asleep with my gaming headset on. And uh, it got interesting. I was like, dude, I can't believe, like, what is this virtual reality? I was just playing on the couch, and now I'm in it. I'm in Ready Player One now. Yeah, it was, that's exactly how it felt. Uh, and then I, until I got in, like, this respawn area, and it wouldn't let me move. And I'm like, dude, even in my dreams, I'm glitching. Hey, speaking of that, real quick, uh, uh, I don't know if you've ever uh, felt this, but it's happened to me a few times where I'll, like, wake up, but I'm still kind of asleep, but, like, I'm awake. But, like, and I'm, like, paralyzed. Dude, that doesn't really happen to me, but it happens to Darby a lot. She'll have her eyes open, and she'll be sitting there, and she was having a nightmare, and I didn't know it. And I walked up, and I'm like, dude, she doesn't look right. Like, her eyes are open. And so I walked up to her, and I was like, Darby, Darby. And she woke up screaming at me, swinging, because in her nightmare, she was being attacked by somebody. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? Are you okay? Are you okay? And she was like, I was having a dream. And I was like, 
you look like you were awake. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I mean, it's happened to me a few times. But, but she like, said it scares her because she can't move. Yeah, so, like, That's I mean, crazy. I'm awake, but I guess I'm still, I guess I might still be kind of asleep, but, or, like, right there, you know, on the edge, but I'll be sitting there, and I'll be trying to get up, and try to keep my eyes open and all that, and I cannot move my arm. I can't move. I mean, I can't move anything. I'm just sitting there paralyzed, just staring up at the ceiling. You know, it's scary. It's 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 pretty, uh, pretty bad. Yeah, it is pretty scary. I've never. I don't think I've experienced that. I might have. I just don't remember. I feel like I would remember if I'd experienced something like that. Um. So yeah, going in, segueing into something else. You know, I know you played Risk as a kid, but did you ever get to play Clue? Yeah. So, Clue... Colonel Custard in the library with a wrench. Yeah, exactly. Something like... Exactly something like that. That's, that would be a scenario. So, um, last year, I got really into a podcast called Solve. And I don't know if you know what that is or not, but it's a true crime interactive podcast where you kind of listen to the voice acting scenarios. Is that what I mean you listen to in, in Pitch and Forge? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Yeah, and I got it right. What were we listening? In the hotel room? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's exactly what it was. It's interactive where you listen to the voice acting scenarios and then try to take notes and solve the murder before the episode ends. And they kind of reveal everything at the end. And I thought it was awesome. It's a really cool idea. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Um they actually have now where um it's uh, it's called Hunt a Killer. Have you heard of that? Have you seen it pop up online or anything? Mm-hmm. So basically, they send you a box, and it's like you can sign up for different things. I guess you could probably just get a couple if you wanted to. But for a cool date night idea, I ordered us, it was like $165, but it was for six months. A six-month subscription, one-time payment of 165 bucks. They send you the box once a month, kind of like Mystery Tackle Box, right? Um, and so they were sending it, and uh, you're far away from me. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just sitting here trying to. Okay, I'm, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I'm curious. Cody, I just, I just turned around and I thought Cody left. I was like, where'd he go? Um, so yeah, it's like this interactive, true crime mystery thriller type thing where you are actually working for a private investigation company. And they send you all these clues and everything. They send you the situation. You get like the medical examiner's report. You get all this stuff, all these facts, a giant map of the area. Does a uh, video or audio come with it or no? Yeah, so there's like an actual virtual desktop that you can access from your computer or your phone or whatever. Oh, on an app? No, it's not an app. You just go to the website. Oh, okay, okay. And it's actually an email address. And they have it set up to where it's interactive, where when you think you have the answer, you email the person that like... Say it's the victim's sister that wants this to be investigated. You email her your findings, and if it's right, she will email you something back like, oh my gosh, I knew it. This was the case. I knew it. I have more evidence on your way. I promise. Thank you so much. And then if you get it wrong, it'll just be like, try again. But you have to figure it out. And uh, there there is a hint page and a reveal page. So if you just really get stuck, you can go in and use the hints, or if you're really stuck and you can't get the answer at all after five or six hours of trying to investigate, you can do the reveals and figure it out like that. Well, but that uh, pretty cool. 
it was pretty awesome. It was very thorough. I mean, they gave you like souvenirs in there too. We got like a pen. I got like a coaster from the victim's desk and I'm actually probably going to use it on the podcast table. Cause why not? It's an actual coaster. I was making jokes about how <laughs> it works. <laughs> I was making jokes about how I needed uh, coasters for the podcast table. And I got a coaster in that hunt a killer box. <laughs> and I was so excited. I was like, dude, that's awesome. And I was sitting there looking at it and I started thinking, Dude, what if at some point during this investigation we have to crack this thing in half and there's like a secret note hidden inside? And then I don't get my coaster. <laughs> but I think I was I was overthinking that for sure. Um, all that kind of reminds me. I mean, I mean, it's obviously different, but it kind of reminds me of a uh, escape room. Yeah, dude, it it is. It's a, basically it's a uh, at home escape room type deal. You have to figure it out to move on to the next one. You get a box every month. And at the end of the six month period, you crack the case. So you're oh, only so oh, so it's yeah, one it's not long one case. case. Yeah, it's one long case that you're on. It's an ongoing investigation. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's pretty that's cool, pretty man. Cool. I have to show you some of that stuff uh, before you leave today because it's that, pretty, yeah, that could be a, neat. be a cool like if you have had like a group of yeah, friends. Yeah. yeah, definitely. We were doing it as a date night, but yeah, that's like, what like they promote game night. Uh, uh, you, you know, type thing where like everybody comes in. I'm going to look up the website real quick so we can get a little bit more crisp fact and figures on it more than, you know, just hearsay about what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, but yeah. I want to show you now. Hunt a killer. Oh, hunt a hiller. Hunt a killer.com. But yeah, that sounds pretty cool. It is awesome, dude. We we had a blast. Um, yeah, see, detectives, detectives needed. needed. And basically, see if you yeah, qualify. <laughs> after her sister Beth's death is declared an accident, Gwen needs your help to prove she was murdered. Sort through the evidence, piece together clues, and catch the killer in an immersive murder mystery game. Welcome to Mallory Rock. So this place is in Maine. It's called Mallory Rock, and you get in, is it island. a real place? I don't think Mallory Rock is, but it's based on a real place. It's okay. like this island off of Maine, still considered part of Maine, and like. It's like a giant map. It's like the map that like uh you would get in like a like a game a video case. game. Yeah. yeah. So it's one of those. Um, um, and it's pretty. cool. Is that the only case they have, or are there other cases? There's all kind of cases. You can do horror. You can do mystery thriller. We're doing mystery thriller, which is um, all about the story, I guess. Yeah. Okay. See, that so, would be yeah. That would that would be really cool. Let's see if I can log in here. But it, it was really cool, man. I mean, we had, like, the map. We had stuff. There was a part of it. Like, I'm not going to give it all away because I know that it's, I think it's the same across the board. But basically, there's this this thing where the the preacher doing the, the funeral gave, um, he wrote down notes with, like, some Bible verses on the back. Uh-huh. And it's, like, one, two, three, four, seven, or no, five, and then seven. So it skips six, and then you realize, hey... In her message, it says the the verses don't really add up. You need to look into this, and it's kind of like a cryptic thing, and it sends you like a, a page on how to like try to decode things. But it's very in depth. It took us about three and a half hours to get the first clue to send in, really? and we we ended up having to use a few of the tips. But oh, I, so it's like it's like intense. Oh like, yeah, it's intense. It's like it's legit. Like being you know uh, a thing. Like, like you're really having to like. Yeah, dude, if you want to do the other one, we have, I accidentally, so you need to make sure that if you want to try it out, you can go and get it for $165, bucks, one time payment. But after you do that, make sure you go ahead and cancel the subscription 
because I thought I did, but I didn't. And after my six months was up, that next month I got sh- I got shipped another box, and it cost me 165 bucks for the next six months. Um, and there's no refunds, so be careful with that for sure. But it was super fun. I recommend trying it out if you're into that kind of stuff. If you like watching Criminal Minds, trying to figure that stuff out, or you listen to Solve the podcast or something like that, or if you even liked playing Clue growing up, Hunt a Killer. Would be pretty cool. And I'm, this is not a sponsorship. I'm just telling you about it because I thought it was really cool. Um, I should look into a sponsorship with them, though. That would affiliate, be pretty, pretty Affiliate cool. marketing. <laughs> yeah, get your free box. Yes, this is a family-friendly, uh, faith-based podcast. And we were wondering if we could partner up with Hunt a Killer. <laughs> that would probably probably be kind of weird. But I, you know, we're into that kind of stuff. We like murder mystery type things. And this is like a really cool way to do it. So, yeah, if you want to tag along for the next set. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, because we like to wait, like now. since we did it for the first one, like we like to wait till all the boxes come in, and then we have all the sets, so we can kind of just go at our own pace. Wait, so y'all got a box for the first six months? So, yeah. so y'all, see, so, look, here's mystery. So y'all had, I mean, so it had to be a pretty big box, though, right? It's like actually a little box. It's kind of like the size of like a 500 sheet notebook. But like, how many clues did you have to get for that? If it's supposed to last six months. Oh no! So it's not. So they send you a box once a month. Once a month. Yeah. And then and so the box six months you later, you finally get to the last clue. Yeah, and that last to, the sixth box that you get, you finally figure out the entire thing. Oh. Uh, so you're like so. Say for instance, like the so you're last gonna have one, a lot more boxes coming to the house. Yeah, I got five more from the second set. I got six from the first that we never did in my closet right there right now. Oh, y'all now. still haven't done them. Yeah, we still haven't done them. That's what I'm saying. Oh, man. God. Yeah, we got some cool interactive That'd stuff to do. That'd be a fun do. little game nut. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, it's super fun because you are trying to crack the case and find clues and figure out how does this relate to other... And, like, there's the tiniest little details of somebody's alibi or something that someone said in the email. They'll send you, like, transcripts of emails you got to read through. And it's crazy, oh, dude. It's pretty. It's very interactive, super fun. Dude, that could be something I could definitely see me, you, Darby, just sitting here. Oh yeah, for hours, <laughs> for hours, hours. Just like, nah, that sounds suspicious. <laughs> I kind of want to get a few more six month sets and just put them away for if there's ever a snowstorm or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> be like, all right, but well, we're set. Well, you won't have internet though. No, but I mean, you know, you might have internet. I'm have. I'm have five G on your phone. You have to Hot use five. your phone. I used my phone the last time. It was fine. But yeah, we had to crack codes from out of the Bible and stuff. And like it, it had nothing to do biblically, really, but it was still really cool. You had it, to like find. I mean, it sounds pretty cool. You had to find certain words out of this scripture and then go to find certain words out of that and then put it together to find the clue. And then <laughs> it was crazy, dude. It was awesome. You had to go to the town's website and try to find out where the current took the science fair that these kids did. You had to find out what, like they studied the current and the riptides mm-hmm. and everything. You had to kind of use that to find out why the body washed up here. It was really neat. Oh golly. Yeah. Pretty immersive. Uh, pretty cool. So go check out huntakiller.com If you all want to check that out. Like I said, I don't have a discount code or sponsorship, but we had a blast with that. Um, now, if you're scared of stuff like that, I wouldn't do it because it's you know it's crazy. But we are the new set. We we did the first one for the new set, so we actually are waiting until next month for the other kit, and it's kind of been bothering me. And then my my mom was doing it with us, and she said it's bothering her too. She like she came up to me the other day, and she goes, 
I just can't I can't get my mind off of off of Beth and Gwen. I just can't that case is bothering me. <laughs> it's like it's like, yeah, we're detectives, all right. Living with the living with the green. Oh me. But yeah, man, um it's pretty cool. You gotta go check that out. Anyway, I think we're about to wrap this one up. I'm not sure how long it is, but I am just tired. I'm thirty years old now. I'm guess I'm turning into an old man. But I think this uh this decade is gonna be the best decade for me. I'm going to try to make my 30s the best years of my life and uh, get healthy in every way, spiritually, mentally, physically, and uh, focus on this podcast and getting the word out and everything and just having fun. So, yeah. Cody, you have a fun fact for us today? Oh, uh, let's see here. Fun fact. I do have one, actually. What is it, sir? Uh, so... It's it's an, it's another question for you. Okay, you ready? Yes. So the first person convicted of speeding, can you guess how fast he was going? Ooh, convicted of speeding. So I'm um, had to be back with Harrison Ford. I mean, <laughs> Henry Ford, right? Or was it a chariot or something? They have speed limits right. on chariots right. and horses. Right. January twenty eighth, eighteen ninety six. So yeah, that's okay. kind of okay. the Henry okay. Ford yeah. Okay. era. Um, thirty five miles an hour. No, forty. Forty. Yeah. Going once. Going twice. Thirty five. Even lower than that. Fifteen miles an hour. Lower than that. What? What on earth? Are right, you ready? Twelve miles an hour. Eight miles an hour. <laughs> what? Dude, people are walking faster than eight miles oh, an hour. Man. Walter Arnold of the English Village. Uh, January 28th, 1896. He was spotting going four times the speed limit in his 19th century bins. But since the speed limit at the time was just two miles per hour, that meant that he was not going too fast by today's standards. But <laughs> wait, two miles an hour. Two miles an hour back then. Dude, that is terrible. Like you can walk ten Even times faster than that. If I mean, you jog, you're gonna make it there like, faster, way faster than any automobile would if it was two to eight miles an hour. I might look into that. Two miles an hour back then. That's, that's, that's terrible. Insane. Yeah, that's fishy. Like that even back fishy. then. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying for sure. Like horses went faster than that. Joggers went faster <laughs> than that. Walkers went faster than that. Uh, Wheelbarrows went faster. I got a than ticket that. for speeding on my horse. That yeah, that's insane. That's probably how people. Yeah, that's wild. It was a school zone. <laughs> I just, I don't it know. was a school zone. The first school, <laughs> University of Georgia. Uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, guys, I think we're about to wrap it up. But if you want to go to hewouldlovefirst dot com and snag some swag, get some hat shirts and some bracelets as a conversation starter. You know, HWLF is the answer to WWJD. What would Jesus do? He would love first. Uh, so go check that out and get some bracelets to give away. Get some for yourself, your family, your friends, everybody. Um, and, you know, with this being a family-friendly, faith-based podcast, you know, we just talked about a bunch of random things, but we do want to incorporate a little bit of Scripture in here. And uh, we're going to do this one right now. He who belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. John eight forty seven. So, you want a little Bible study on that or anything like that? I would check out the Experiencing God Bible study and uh, 
go uh, go check that out and see and dig into the Word to find out how you can have a more intimate relationship with God and be able to obey Him and uh, hear Him and do what He says. Also, kind of piggyback off the whole um, speeding thing, when I said something about chariots, this isn't like a speed thing, but some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Psalm 27. So yeah, if you want to go check that out, it's John 8, 47 to Psalm 27. Go uh, open up your Bible and go check it out for yourself um, and get that daily word in. You got to have your daily bread, right? So uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back with another episode next week. Um, I think that the next episode is going to be something like, um, you know, can Christians celebrate secular Easter? or not, which means like bunnies and eggs and chocolate and Easter baskets and stuff like that. So we might talk about that a little bit. So guys, much love as always, faith moves mountains and peace out.